For this episode, Chris built an unforgiving deck, and I was an angry player in an unforgiving mood. And I'm drain come up with something to tell you about this deck right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even finish <laughs> My name's Taylor. Hi, I'm Chris, and welcome to episode 17, seventeen of Commander Role Reversal, a YouTube channel dedicated to building Commander decks, swapping them, playing with those decks, and then telling you about our experience on the internet. And I think that's them. That's them out there. The internet. Hi, oh my internet. god. Hey guys, how's it going? Um, so please remember to like, subscribe, and share with a friend, family, or foe, because this is a YouTube channel. And uh, if you don't, I will forget to shave again. Next episode. <laughs> I think it's a good look. Get it? Uh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Let, let us know what you think in the comments below. Please don't. Because this is a YouTube channel, and you can comment, and we would love that. And we will be sh sure to include the lists on Moxfield in the description as well, so you can check out these sweet, sweet decks that we're talking about today. Right. Not Double Masters decks. No, not. Time. These are uh, <laughs> these are some personal favorites. Some personal... Personal favorites. Yeah. yeah. Although yours was so powerful, it could have been in the Double Masters set, <laughs> oh. but I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> <laughs> too kind. Um, I think that means that you won. Though. I think that means <laughs> that I will talk about the first commander that you played, Taylor, and that commander was Lord Windgrace. Okay. Two, a black, a red, and a green for a legendary planeswalker, Windgrace. He has three abilities. Plus two, discard a card, then draw a card. If a land card is discarded this way, draw an additional card. Negative three, return up to two target lands from your graveyard to the battlefield. Negative 11, destroy up to six target non-land permanents, then create six 2-2 two -two green cat warrior creature tokens with forest walk. Lord Windgrace can be your commander, thankfully. Starts with loyalty five. It can't be all bad. The ultimate doesn't blow up lands. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's sad. <laughs> well, see, the thing is you want to keep the lands around so that you can have your Yavamaya Cradle of Growth and just make all of your tutus unblockable. You're making me upset. <laughs> <laughs> that's the key to okay. it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Lord Windgrace is kind of a graveyard combo deck. It's definitely lands matter. It's got some, some landfall synergies for sure. And sometimes, it, like, you can have, like, a pretty good comeback story when you when you do enough of those types of shenanigans. Yeah, if only. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let me tell you a little bit about the stats and uh, the types of uh, synergies we built into this. So we had for uh, card advantage spells, we had 15 of those. Uh, combo cards that would combo with one or more other cards in the deck. There were actually 14 combo uh, enablers in the deck. So definitely a combo uh, strategy. 13 cards that care about the graveyard. And then, of course... We would also want to have some graveyard hate in there, as I suggest every uh, deck includes at least some. This had three cards. There were also 15 cards that um, were interaction spells, mostly removal, if you can believe it in Jund. Go figure. I can. <laughs> <laughs> can you believe it? Uh, land matters. There were 13 cards. Uh, there were actually only 10 ramp spells, but Windgrace is kind of a ramp spell in his own right, so um, don't need to have a whole bunch of them in the uh, in the deck itself. Um, there were four sacrifice uh, enablers or payoffs and four tutors, and that made up the Windgrace deck, and it was uh, pretty fun to see. I it's think graceful, certainly. It was graceful, <laughs> unlike my segue to the next uh, okay. <laughs> section. I'm happy. Um, I'm happy to take it from here and tell you all about the disgusting things I pulled off yeah, of this deck. Please do. I've referred to this as your magnum opus. Not um, to be confused with Magma Opus from Strixhaven, but... <laughs> powerful spell. Yeah, powerful. Uh, not as powerful as this deck, though. <laughs> Especially with cards like the Gitrog Monster, which is three <laughs> nice. black green for a legendary creature frog horror, Death Touch. At the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice the Gitrog Monster. Unless you sacrifice a land, you may play an additional land on each of your turns. Whenever one or more land cards are put into your graveyard from anywhere, draw a card. The Gitrog Monster is a 6-6. Six, six. I saw this card for the first time shortly after being 
you know, introduced to magic. And mm. I was like, that is trash. Yeah. Why would like, why I bother? sacrifice a land? Yeah, that it's seems bad. Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> what I still feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> no. I drew so many cards with this yeah. card in this deck. This is so... This feels like either Windgrace was made for a Gitrog yeah. or Gitrog was made for Windgrace. Secret Commander. Is it the Secret Commander? <laughs> it's gotta be. I always call out the Secret Commander. You definitely... Yeah, I mean, it definitely <clears throat> plays right into Windgrace's plan. It's like... You mm -hmm. you you pay you uptick Windgrace, discard a land card, yeah, trigger a draw off of Gitrog, mm -hmm. and then um trigger then draw two off of Windgrace, and it's like yeah, yeah. they're just they just start I synergizing mean, together. Fetch like lands, mm -hmm. strip mine, you know, oh, yeah. and plenty of ways to get lands into the yard. But I do enjoy that there's a synergy with uh, Windgrace's plus two yes. um, to just discard. Because it doesn't matter how they get there, only that they do. There's also a synergy with a negative three because you can just bring the lands right back. <laughs> you discard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're doesn't. They're made for each other, those two. Um, they deserve each other. Name a better couple than Gitrog Monster and Ruma Map Excavator, though. <laughs> oh, nice. Because <laughs> that was my second favorite card in the deck. Yeah, for sure. Um, mostly because it stayed alive the entire game against all reason yeah. and probably strategy. <laughs> but uh, Ruma Map Excavator is uh, tuna green for a creature, Naga Cleric. You may play lands from your graveyard. It is a 2-3. Yeah. Uh, turns out that's really good, uh, especially if it's like a fetch land. Mm -hmm. You just keep cracking it. You keep yeah. replaying the fetch. You're drawing cards off of Gitrog. You're comboing this with Lord Windgrace as well, especially yeah. if you're discarding the land um, from the plus two. You just replay it, and then you drew two cards. There's just like... There's too much value in this. <laughs> it's such a value engine. Yeah. <laughs> You'll notice a theme here with the cards that I'm highlighting as, you know, your key pieces. Mm -hmm. Um mostly that they all care about lands in your land deck yeah. <laughs> but lands uh, this one's a little unique in that it makes things that aren't normally lands into lands Ooh, we're fun. talking about everybody's favorite um dies to field of rune ashaya soul <laughs> of the wild which is three green green for a legendary creature elemental ashaya soul of the wild's power and toughness are each equal to the number of lands you control non-token creatures you control are forest lands in addition to their other types they're still affected by summoning sickness uh, Shia star star for power and toughness mm -hmm. equal to the lands. It's funny. Shia is kind of one of those funny cards you mentioned. Dies to field of ruin. Mm -hmm. Absolutely true. But then like there's a lot of those spells that say destroy non-land yeah. permanent, and it like it helps all of your creatures dodge those types of spells too. Yeah, like I, I, it was a like a slight slight against her for dying to field of ruin, but yeah. legitimately she's very common on arena. Yeah. Um, you know, so I've had to slot in Field of Rune just to be able to deal with something like that. Because to your point, a lot of cards yeah. like the land. No, yeah. no. Um, especially helpful in that it, she also makes all the other creatures oh land. So like yeah. if there's something that was more problematic than the Ashaya, I can't even deal with them because Ashaya is making right. them not targetable. Right. So yeah, sneaky value that you get out of this card. Very much. And they tap for mana. And they tap for <laughs> mana. We didn't even get to the mana part. <laughs> What is the benefit of it being a land? Oh, yeah, mana. <laughs> <laughs> Tops for green, baby. Yeah. So let's bring it all home with another card that cares about lands. Omnath, Locus of Rage. <laughs> Three red, red, green, green for a legendary creature elemental with landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, or creature if you have a Shia, uh, create a 5-5 five, five red and green elemental creature token. Whenever Omnath, Locus of Rage, or another elemental you control dies, Omnath deals three damage to any target. Oof. Omnath is a 5-5. Five, five. Yeah. Um... That's, that's the other secret command. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, it definitely felt like it. This ended up being, you know, we'll probably talk about it more in the gameplay yeah. experience. This kind of was a pseudo finisher for me. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, that's definitely what it's in there for. Yeah, it's a seven mana spell. You can probably ramp into it pretty easily, or you can just easily. reanimate it. You <laughs> that's know. true. You could discard it with Windgrace and then reanimate it with reanimate. Someone needs to stop you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, it's not the only elemental in the deck either. Mm -hmm. So that text that says whenever another elemental dies, uh, deal three damage. You can you can get pretty um, pretty bold with your um, your elemental presence as well. Yep. Yeah, and it's kind of just, I mean first of all the elementals are nothing to scoff at they're five fives yeah. so if you want to keep them around just as like bodies for blocking or for you know 
just overrunning someone, there's yeah. value in that. Or you could pair it with Culling Ritual, which is two black and a green for a sorcery that allows you to destroy each non-land permanent with mana value two or less. Add black or green for each permanent destroyed this way. <laughs> Who would do that? <laughs> Me. Who would build that? <laughs> so they definitely have mana value two or less. Because they're tokens. They definitely <clears throat> bolt an opponent when they die. Mm -hmm. And then they make you a mana. <laughs> Magic... It's never been easier, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I love Culling Ritual. That... I hate this card because <laughs> it's always played against me. And white weenies are yeah. usually two mana or less. Right. But I love this card for you in this deck. <laughs> yeah, it definitely does the thing in this deck. You'd be surprised, like how many of how many things are less than two mana value. Like all tokens, or almost all tokens, unless it's like a token copy. Right, mana uh, like rocks. mana rocks. It's so Everybody brutal. pays the two two mana mana rocks these days, right? Yeah, um, that's like where you want where we want to be with mana rocks. So it takes care of those, and then um, yeah, mana dorks too. Like yeah. I mean, the list goes on. What's interesting is I don't necessarily qualify this card as like an an early game spell because it is four mana that mm -hmm. you have to get to it and figure like most like our pods right yeah usually by turn 10 the game's over so it's like almost yeah. the halfway point into the game right so but i think what's deceptive about this is even though it's kind of like a more expensive mana value card you're getting the mana back like you pointed out yeah. but also it scales with how powerful your table is hmm. so <laughs> if everybody's running those mana crypts those soul rings yeah. you know That's they're so doing true. like their ragavans as a commander yeah not today no. <laughs> <laughs> not, not today to have a bad time yeah so it almost is like even though it's a slower card and it's only sorcery speed, you're almost incentivized to play it. Yeah. Like, especially in those situations where it's just everybody has gas at the table. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you have, like, if even if there are only five, um, five tokens or five mana rocks or whatever at the table, you're still ramping by one when you play it, right? So it's like yeah. almost always a ritual. Yep. Um, very flavorful card too. They they hit the nail on the head with yeah. uh, Strixhaven. Yeah. It's a sleeper. I, uh, Don't we, sleep on it. <laughs> I think we say that every episode. I really yeah. I wasn't expecting to like Strixhaven like in the yeah. you know when it was like announced. I was like, oh, that's you know fine, whatever. And then mm -hmm. yeah, like all the commander precons and everything like that. I don't know. It was yeah. turned out to be a really good set. I liked how it like took the um, color pairings and went a different direction with them. Yeah, re reinvented the color pairings. Yeah. Like Boros yep. it was now Lorehold, right. which don't get me started on that. I love those cards. <laughs> but that's an entirely different episode. Yeah. I would be remiss to not mention some of my favorite lands that worked in this deck. Oh, beautiful. Uh, you know, seeing as it's a land matter deck. <laughs> so I'm going to wrap this section up with my two favorite especially because they were used in conjunction with each other. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thespian Stage, which is a land that allows you to tap, add colorless, pay two and tap. Thespian Stage becomes a copy of target land, except it has this ability. Nice. What are we copying, Taylor? <laughs> Cabal Coffers, of course, oh, of course. <laughs> which is a land. Uh, <laughs> so pay two, tap, add black for each swamp you control. Oof. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I, I feel like we've had this joke before. What's better than one Cabal Coffers yeah. <laughs> paired with Urborg? Right. It's it's definitely two. two. Yeah. yeah. How much That's mana a... did we generate? Oh, I don't even know. Like, I think there was, I think you might have had like almost 30 mana on one turn. 30 mana. I think it was right around there. That doesn't seem good enough. No, <laughs> we have to pump those numbers up. Actually, no. So it was definitely 25 mana because okay. it was 30 mana. And then I spent five of it to cast Karn Silver Golem, which is <laughs> legendary artifact creature golem. Whenever Karn Silver Golem blocks or becomes blocked, it gets minus four plus four until end of turn. You can pay one target non-creature artifact becomes an artifact creature with power and toughness, each equal to its mana value until end of turn. Karn is at four, four. He doesn't have landfall. He doesn't. He's not in this deck. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> you get it. Yeah. That one it's made me bit. laugh, though. What, yeah. Watch the past 16 episodes. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Please do go watch them if you Please. can. Yeah. Tell a friend about them, too. That'd be uh, great. But yeah, I mean, when you're when you're you have that much mana, yeah, you're only you're only using it to do very powerful things. Oh my gosh! Deck, and I did. I didn't cast Karn, but I did <laughs> some equally powerful things, which yeah. we'll talk about. But crazy good, really good includes with this uh, deck, man. Yeah, it's a work of art. Ah, thanks, man. Yeah, it's my favorite deck I've ever built. It, it was really fun. It was sort of like an iterative process where I started with mono black, moved to Golgari, and then I'm all in on Jund these days. We. 
that's kind of funny because you the first episode of the show started with the the first iteration that's, of that's it, right? actually true conrad yeah. conrad oh, is the OG. cool yeah we have lore <laughs> <laughs> yeah so cool. you can yeah you can keep up with uh, how our decks have evolved over the last couple of months i guess that's pretty cool rhoda has been dismantled oh. for a long time Shoot. but thank you yeah. <laughs> still got some mono white action going though that's true that's yeah. true we'll yeah. get into that yeah but Chris, is this the part where I tell you about the deck that I built for you? Yeah, I think... This is role reversal? Role reversal. We have to figure out a segue for this. We do. Would you tell me about the deck that you built for me to play? What was the commander? I really like the wind-up with that. That was a really nice touch. Uh, The deck that I had the pleasure of building for you is actually also a personal deck of mine. Quite different in scope. (laughs) (laughs) So yours is quite powerful. Quite powerful. Mm. Mine has the potential to be powerful, but in a different way. Um, This is a pre-con upgrade. So the commander that I um, ended up picking the pre-con up for was Jirina Kudro, which is one red, white, and black for a legendary creature, Human Soldier. When Jirina Kudro enters the battlefield, create a 1-1 white Human Soldier creature token for each time the commander has been cast from the command zone this game. Other humans you control get plus two, plus zero, and Jirina Kudro is a 3-3. Yeah. So... Creates tokens, buffs those tokens, has a body that dies to lightning bolt. <laughs> that's that's my speed. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, that's okay. Yeah, no, it was it w- it was kind of funny that like the deck that I made for you is like every good Jund card that I have, and yours was like a slightly upgraded pre-con <laughs> yeah so like the power difference but jarena held up like i was still doing the combat step is real important with jarena but definitely um yeah i think like it's definitely one of those decks like the more you upgrade it, it just has so much synergy it's like a really good tribal commander really good like attack step yeah i appreciate you saying that i'd heard that jarena made sense to swap out as the commander she was oh, okay. better in the 99 but i really kind of like the idea of her um her being the commander because you get the advantage of like recasting her for right. continued value with the tokens. Right. So, and that's actually kind of how I built the deck. Uh, I'll start with just going through the stats. Great. 28 creatures, 23 humans, human tribal, <laughs> 12 that make combat and I quote spicy. <laughs> is that on there? That is on there. Oh, yeah. That's on the outline. It was spicy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, eight card advantage, which I uh, lauded draw, recursion, and ramp together mm. as card advantage okay. for, for these. And this is creatures still, by the way. And then five creatures that created tokens. Um, as far as general stats go, we had 27 upgrades to the original deck. So quite a, quite nice. a substantial change. Um, but 13 token enablers. Seven artifact ramp, six finishers, and then one fetch land. Okay, <laughs> that was an upgrade. That didn't come in the that pre-con. That was an upgrade. Okay. It did, did not come in the uh, the pre-con. Come on, wizards, get those fetch lands in there. Yeah, I'm glad that you actually brought that up because um, I made a rule for myself with this deck. Um, not only was it going to be my first pre-con like upgrade that I'm just kind of building off of yeah. rather than starting from scratch. Right. Uh, I had a rule that I would not take any cards that I had in other existing decks out of those oh, decks cool. uh, to to add to this one. So nice. it kind of forced me to play new cards that I that. you know wouldn't otherwise normally play. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Ultimately, but- I tried to build it in a way that was go wide because it's human tribal and she has a really powerful anthem mm-hmm. because one ones are three ones. Yeah. <laughs> which is pretty that good. Adds up, yeah. yeah. Um, so I tried to go um, wide token strat, but then also taking advantage of the Mardu colors, the red and black specifically, I tried to add in a little bit of an aristocrat strategy yeah. as well. So you've had some um, variable win, win lines. Yeah, which I thought, I think I love that that's part of the strategy because you can, you, you're making tokens, so you can sacrifice those when you need to, but you mm-hmm. can also sacrifice Jarena and then recast yeah. her and get more tokens that makes more sack fodder. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty interesting take. I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out because like I read Jarena's ability and I'm thinking like, okay, well, I I guess I want her to die, but at I you know so I can continue to cast right. her from the command zone. Right. Um, so. It you know it seemed to have worked out for you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, did you have any favorite cards from your gameplay experience? Totally. Yeah, I got a few. Nice. Um, I Look think segues. Oh, uh, see that? <laughs> I think they're mostly humans. Okay. <laughs> the first one's a human. Okay. Man, this card, I didn't even, I didn't even really. This card didn't even. 
I wasn't even on my radar until I saw you play this card. Oh my gosh, what um, is it? <laughs> back, you know, when you had built it earlier. Um, and I, I now love this card. It's Radiant Performer for three, a red and a red for a creature human wizard with flash. <laughs> when Radiant Performer enters the battlefield, if you cast it from your hand, choose target spell or ability that targets only a single permanent or player. Copy that spell or ability for each other permanent or player the spell or ability could target. Each copy targets a different one of those permanents <laughs> and players. It's a 2-2. Two, two. Oh man, this thing makes generous gift like extra just, generous. Uh, the entire board just becomes elephants. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny. I was thinking generous gift while you were saying yeah, that. Yeah, that's yeah. the best one because it's lands, it's everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like 40 elephants running around the board. Do you play out that game? I think you do. <laughs> like, how many elephants do you block? I'm going to double block. So clearly there's an elephant in the room. <laughs> uh, next card on here, not a creature i think we talked about this one in a previous episode but it is real good uh it's calculating lich mm. for a black and a black so six mana for a creature zombie wizard with manache menace uh, whenever a creature attacks one of your opponents that player loses one life it's a five five yeah I love cards like this that just say attacks one of your opponents um, because it doesn't matter if you're attacking opponents. It just matters that your opponents are being attacked and then they yeah. lose a life. <laughs> it adds up like it's only it's only one life at a time, but it's whenever a creature attacks. Yeah, so it's each instance of a creature attacking. Right. Yeah. So if you've got somebody with um i mean if you make a ton of tokens and somebody's got a bunch of blockers if you're attacking you're still getting all i'll those get all damage. that life back yeah mm -hmm. yep and likewise for your opponents that like it kind of you know if you compare this card with like goad or other ways to incentivize attacking it's mm -hmm. just like it's such a powerful effect i mean it is six mana so it's in one of those bigger drop slots but i think for a a deck that cares about attacking or that's trying to get the board, the attack step moving. I think sure. it's a really good call. Yeah. Um, and kind of a fun fact, because you did, we did mention this in one of the earlier yeah. episodes. It's received a reprint since then. Oh, neat. Yeah. Before it was exclusive to the Game Night 2 uh, yep. pack. And I it was either reprinted in one of the new Commander pre-cons from... Uh, what was the most Commander Legends Baldur's oh, okay. Gate, or it was in Double Masters? You'll have to fact check me okay. on that. But nice. um, I was just excited. I was like, "Hey, I know that card." And now it's not going to be That's a curled good. foil. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that was not a good foil print. No, on, no, no, those, no, On those game nights, they didn't. Uh, they two didn't episodes take in a row. Foil. I'm coming at you, wizards, for the foil comments. Get those but, etched ones. Uh, yeah. That quality. Um, speaking of forcing attacks. Here's a way to do it. We've got Fumiko the Low Blood. <laughs> Two, a red and a red for a legendary creature, Human Samurai. Fumiko the Low Blood has Bushido X, where X is the number of attacking creatures. So whenever this creature blocks or becomes blocked, it gets plus X, plus X until the end of turn. And then creatures your opponents control attack each combat if able. It's a three two. Wow, did you plan that outline like that? Did no, that that was perfect. Yeah, we're like really professional at these segues <laughs> now. It's it's all flowing. I mean, I like our organic yeah approach to this. Yeah, Sometimes it works. It, yeah, you know, yeah. it's uh, keep 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 each other on. It's our toes. the only reason I can get you with concept. <laughs> yeah, if so, I read that. Yeah, I'm yeah. not complaining. <laughs> yeah, if I saw that on the outline, I'd be like, I'm not doing no, this episode. Yeah. Quit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Fumiko, I wonder what like a Fumiko deck would look like if you did like a samurai tribal or something. But it goes real now. Yeah, right yeah. after Neon Dynasty Part Two. Sure. Um, uh, or well, Neon Dynasty Part <laughs> yeah. One. Yeah, sorry, Kamigawa. <laughs> what do you know that we don't? Chris? <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! A little birdie told me uh -huh. that Fumiko makes creatures your opponents control attack each combat fable. Now they can attack you, sure. so it's not goad. In, in the traditional sense. Mm -hmm. I think, though, it just gets the board moving. It's really cool. And it's like, it makes... It advantages you as in a combat deck with mm -hmm. Jarena more than it advantages your other opponents who are playing like little, you know, value creatures or mana dorks or things that like they don't want to be attacking with, right? That's a really good way to put it. It's one of the creatures that I had as spicy. Spicy. Yeah. Definitely spicy. Makes combat spicy. <laughs> Also, Fumiko can get huge, right? Because it's mm -hmm. whenever this creature blocks or becomes blocked, it gets plus X plus X. 
So I don't know if you can give it some trample or something and just attack with your whole board. Like that's <laughs> that is an alpha strike that's if I've ever dream. seen one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Mardu has any of the cards that said all creatures must block this card, like oh, that, nice. like that unicorn card oh, that yeah. Green has or something like that. There are a couple iterations of it. Yeah, there are a few that that make you do that. We'll find it. Prized yeah. unicorn. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's that. Um. There's that eight five um from zendikar as well right yeah it's a green one yep doesn't go in this deck tree shaker chimera that's it nice tree shaker i know i knew stuff. a shaker yeah that, that was, was a good one man good call <laughs> all right i've got one more for you it's a non-creature spell it's great in um tribal decks it was featured in our, um, our fan episode, actually. I think I know what you have. I think you know exactly what it is. Molten Echoes. Hey Two, a red and a red for an enchantment. As Molten Echoes enters the battlefield, choose a creature type, human. Mm -hmm. Whenever a non-token creature of the chosen type enters the battlefield under your control, create a token that's a copy of that creature. <laughs> that token gains haste, exile it at the beginning of the next end step. Yeah. Um, so you're just doubling up on your creatures that are coming into the battlefield. And if you've got some of the aristocrat shenanigans going, you don't really care that you have to exile it because you can probably get rid of it some other way. Yeah. No, my favorite thing to do with this was uh, use Jarena. Because nice. then you've got two ETB triggers. So nice. you're doubling up on the tokens that you're getting. And then one of them goes away, but yeah. it's going to go away anyway. And it doesn't matter because yeah. you, you have twice as many tokens now. <laughs> I think the way that I've played that is I've actually... Uh, chosen to um keep the token copy to get the Jarena back in the command oh, cool. zone depending on your mana situation sure. and then recast again yeah. yeah it gets fun <laughs> <laughs> so you can get a third uh yeah. <laughs> a, and it's actually one more human one yeah. more token that next time too wow yeah. that's brutal man i yeah. love that um yeah molten echoes is really cool for um for these tribal decks especially ones that care about um you know having creatures i mean it could be anything it could just be like they gain haste i guess so like they can mm -hmm. attack but it could be any you know etbs or anything i think molten echoes is a real cool card in general yeah and um, honestly not one of the ones that i needed to add either that was just included right. in the pre-con yeah so i don't know good if job it, yeah that was a good one i don't know if it was was that the first original printing molten echoes i'm not sure was that or could be it does seem like a like a powerful card in a way that seems to be modern right modernly powerful right so. yeah like, i wouldn't be surprised yeah like commander level powerful like yeah you know, more so than standard or something yeah and i think for those decks it was like 15 new commander cards per deck oh yeah so. they were still going hard <laughs> yeah on new cards slow down please <laughs> <laughs> all right well those are the top cards for me really really cool build i love tribal decks i think that this was it's a really cool deck you know i like anything that really cares about the combat step too because i mm -hmm. think it's a little underappreciated we have a lot of combo decks these days but um how many can, how many combo pieces were you running again uh, oh gosh uh 14 <laughs> continue <laughs> nope that's all i got <laughs> were any of those combo cards in question for you we can talk about some questionable cards <laughs> you know we don't plan this but yes the first questionable Perfect. card i had for you was underworld breach <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh one in a red enchantment each non-land card in your graveyard has escape the escape cost is equal to the card's mana cost, plus exile three other cards from your graveyard. You may cast cards from your graveyard for their escape cost. At the beginning of the end step, sacrifice Underworld Breach. I understand that this is a powerful card. Yeah. I understand that it's typically used in some kind of a combo fashion. I yeah. think more of the root of the question stems from... There are so many important pieces that get put into your graveyard sure. over the course of the game, like... Part of the cost of casting yep. with exile is that you need to, or escape, you escape, need to exile right. cards. So, like, clearly that indicates to me that this is looking for something specific that you're mm -hmm. recurring. Otherwise, you're just going to keep burning through stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Well, Am I off? <laughs> no, no. You know, it's, it's, uh, it, it is very valid. I would like to preface that this deck. My Wind Grace deck is like the one like powerful, like really powerful deck. Like I have one, you know, OP deck, and then like you know that's because you know why not? Yeah, um, plays it every Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely got those like high power combos. So I have been playing Magic the Gathering 
since middle school, like since the since it was invented. So I actually cracked a Wheel of Fortune way back in the day. And I was like, this card's terrible. Who would want to discard <laughs> their hand? Why is this so bad? But you can actually do some like really powerful loops with Underworld that. Breach, draw seven, discard you know, discard your hand, draw seven, and then play play Wheel of Fortune from your graveyard, discarding, giving you more fuel to pay for oh the exile cost. So you can really like build up your graveyard and your hand and have enough to like pay the escape cost you can do it with um with uh the um jessica's will as well jessica's will is another way to like yeah. gate a lot of mana that same my next way. question card no <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there's just a couple of ways to like really start going off and take like a 10 minute turn and probably win from there mm -hmm. yeah, yeah everybody scooped but <laughs> <laughs> wait where'd you guys go i'm still playing my, my turn out. one more one more please <laughs> yeah so that's really it's just a filthy combo it, it it can be powerful no that's really cool i haven't ever seen you pull off the wheel of fortune uh but now i know to look for It'll it happen. because i i don't think i'll be disappointed at least yeah. the first time yeah because <laughs> we're all drawing cards too right yeah that's okay. true yep. well but if you do it twice <laughs> i guess we don't have a way to recur the 14 cards right just, you know plus yeah <laughs> just keep making your opponents discard Thanks. yeah it's like worse than milk is what could have been i challenge you to win with this deck by decking everybody else oh, neat. That, using that loop. That'd be cool. I'll have to maybe add something to shuffle my own graveyard. Okay, but... Eldrazi Titan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we did it. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> Ulamog. <laughs> uh, before we get a little too carried away right. with those suggestions. Uh, that's not even suggestions yet. Stop. <laughs> Chris, why was a card that's one in a red and instant that says counter target spell choose one two or three at random its controller mills that many cards then exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile a non-land card with a different name than that spell they may cast that card without paying its mana cost and then they put the exiled cards on top on the bottom of their library in a random order why is a card named Tibalt's Trickery in your oh, deck? Oh, that's Tibalt's Trickery. Yeah, that is Tibalt's Trickery. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah famously banned from, like, everything. everything. <laughs> Except Commander. Um, yeah, it's just, it's one of those interaction pieces, like, in Jund, you don't have a way to, like, stop your opponents from, you know, taking, you know, maybe they want to do a wrath and you're like you're not you know you're you're, you're all prepared. set up you're not prepared for that or you know a target removal or maybe they're g about to use their combo so really to bolts trickery is just like that f that fail safe there's no um there's no like tormod's crypt in okay, there okay so like... <laughs> you're not countering anything you're casting no. it's legitimately a it's, counter spell it's just for counters countering <laughs> okay. spells yeah I can um, respect that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the intended use. It yeah. should have said um, counter target spell an opponent controls, controls right? Yeah. That would have made it more more of a balanced card, I think. Yeah, but then we wouldn't be talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. you passed the Tibalt scrutiny test, <laughs> but it's a close one. Next time, gotcha. <laughs> That's all I've got for questionable cards, right. Chris. Throw throw them throw them at me. I'm ready. Yeah, I've got a couple I wanted to ask you about. Um, Nothing uh, too tricky. No, nothing. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> oh, Tybalt. Well, um, the first one I wanted to ask you about is a little artifact equipment card called Heirloom Blade. Mm -hmm. uh, three generic mana for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus three, plus one. Whenever equipped creature dies, you may reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card that shares a creature type with it. Put that card into your hand and the rest in the bottom of your library in a random order. It's got an equipped cost of one. Um, why do you like Heirloom Blade? Uh, why do you hate tribal decks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great tribal card, isn't it? Yeah, no, I mean, I figure especially where I had, uh, I think I said 23 at least humans in this deck. Yeah. That seemed like a high enough density um, to, one, assume that a human is going to die over the course of the game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and two, um, it's just a nice way to refill refill your hand. I mean, it's important that the there are creatures Um in a creature combat focused deck so being able to kind of reload those is important yeah that's why i had those in there i think um heirloom blade is i don't know if it's overlooked you know maybe I, I don't see it a lot but i think it's it's an awesome card in in any tribal deck it's only it's got an equip cost of one which yeah. is amazing right i mean that's a great protection spell and it's going to get your card back plus the pl you know the plus three plus one is great for combat as yeah. well right i mean that that's a huge buff for four mana total. I'm certain, yeah I'm certainly not disappointed by it I yeah. like putting it on Jarena because it's pretty safe to assume that she's going to get blown up <laughs> yeah. and then you know she goes to the command zone I get her back and then I Pl get another plus human. a creature yeah, yeah yeah that's really cool yeah Good nice question. call this one I, 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 I'm i less sure about it's not a human mm -hmm. it is a creature okay 
It's an Avacyn, but not <laughs> the one you're thinking of. Uh-huh. All right, we've got Archangel Avacyn for three, a white and a white for a legendary creature, Angel with Flash, Flying, and Vigilance. Mm-hmm. Whenever Archangel Avacyn enters the battlefield, creatures you control gain indestructible until end of turn. When a non-angel creature you control dies, transform Archangel Avacyn at the beginning of the next upkeep. It's a 4-4. And then you've got Avacyn the Purifier on the back. <laughs> Color indicator red. Legendary creature Angel with flying. This creature transforms into Avacyn the Purifier. When it transforms, it deals three damage to each other creature and each opponent. 6-5. Woof. Woof. Yeah. What was the problem? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. It's I think it's cool. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, uh, combat trick yeah i mean nice. uh, so a couple things one nice. combat trick because it's got the flash yep. being able to make the team you know indestructible um having redundant ways to do that because this precon came with flawless maneuver which is the oh, free right. the free one so it's already got the best of the best so just more of it right um also you know it's not an insignificant body it's an mm-hmm. avison um yeah and then Things are dying in this deck a lot, so it's not going to be hard to proc or, or trigger that um, the transformation. Transform, yeah, for yeah. sure. I and, mean, you're it's it's aristocrats too, so you're like you're in control of that. Yeah, a lot of times. So that was yeah, that was how it all kind of came together. Because if I'm in control of you know making sure something dies to trigger the transformation, it's going to hit all of my three ones, ideally, that I have oh, with my aristocrat trigger sure. engine set up. It's just a way to kind of set off the chain reaction. Nice. Yeah, yeah that's really cool. While also doing damage to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's um, when it transforms three damage to creature <laughs> and opponent. Yeah, that's cool. It bolts everything. Mm-hmm. What a cool card. I know. Is that from uh, Innistrad? Like the OG. shadows over in a straw. Okay. Yeah, nice. it was like the last card she had before she went mm-hmm. loco crazy. Wow. Yeah, kind Be- of became the purifier. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, that's a cool one. I don't often see that Avison yeah. you know, card, so yeah, it stood out to me. But I, I know I would rather have indestructible everything indefinitely. But you know. <laughs> yeah. This one's only five mana though. <laughs> it is very castable. <laughs> and the other one's spoken for. <laughs> <laughs> good nice. questions man thanks man yeah that was fun yeah. yeah um i think it's time to do favorite part of the episode suggestions i don't know it's like getting up there like tied with the gameplay experience oh for, for sure now. but yeah. i do like finding hipster cards for you oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like when you have those cards to uh, the, the outlines are writing themselves. They are. They are. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> so um, do you want to start with uh, some suggested cards, like cards you might consider or I should consider for Windgrace? I don't. I genuinely don't just because this deck is already so powerful that I don't think it needs any help. Okay. But, but sure. Yeah, okay. I mean, <laughs> I, we have a script. Why yeah, not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's start with uh, something small. Uh, it's going to be Orcish Lumberjack, which hmm. is red, just one red mana, nice. for a creature orc that has tap, sacrifice a forest, add three mana in any combination of red and or green. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's and really cool. you mentioned a Yavimaya oh, earlier. Oh, What? Yeah. That's really good. Um, yeah. And it's a 1-1. One, one. Yeah, so you could sacrifice <laughs> anything. You could, Yeah, that's really cool with your Yavamaya. Sacrifice anything, especially if you have a Shia out too. You could sacrifice creatures, wow. trigger some of the uh, aristocrats and recursions for creature loops if you needed to. Neat. And it's getting you mana. The only downside is that you have to tap it. So you are okay. limited to, you know, maybe only once once a turn cycle sure, unless you probably. have some untap shenanigans. Yeah. But if you did have a Shia, you could tap and sacrifice it. And then figure out a way to get it back to the graveyard. Yeah, back to the battlefield. Yeah, Yeah. there might be a way to do that. Give it haste somehow. But challenge accepted. (laughs) That's really cool for a one drop. What a cool card. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For a deck that wants lands in the graveyard, I think that's that's a neat one for sure. Hey, we try. Yeah, (laughs) I was very hesitant to give you any ideas. Ooh, what are you going to next? Movie. Okay. (laughs) Similar theme. Uh (laughs) Second verse, same as the first. No. Um, Dread presence. Three and a black. Creature Nightmare, whenever a swamp enters the battlefield under your control, choose one. You draw a card and you lose one life, or Dread Presence deals two damage to any target and yeah. you gain two life. It's a 3-3. Three, three. You might be familiar with this one. It is a little bit more expensive, a four mana value, mm-hmm. um, especially in a deck that is already kind of stacked. Might be tough to justify sure. it, but um, 
I'm just immediately thinking you've already got the setup where Urborg yes, um, turns exactly. everything into a swamp. Right. So what if every land you played just read you draw a card yeah. and lose one life? Yeah. I love that. I think Dread Presence is really cool. Mm -hmm. um, any mono black deck that's playing all swamps like that, that's like a it's home a no run. Yeah. But you're right with Urborg, it combos perfectly. Um, and mm -hmm. de dealing two damage to something is not insignificant. Like it's only two damage, but there's a lot of low mana value things that you might want to yeah. take out. Any target, that pesky planeswalker yeah. that the opponent has, and that pesky opponent that has two life left. <laughs> <laughs> or one. Or one. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. I, I didn't. <laughs> Yeah, cool. so that, just another creature to to kind of play into your land strategies. Um, yeah, right. And it and it, if you're playing more than one land a turn too, right? Like yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, that could really I think that could get the train rolling. In one of the board states that I had, it was like I could play three to four lands <laughs> yeah. a turn if I wanted. So dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so and ridiculous. from your graveyard yeah. and yeah, from anywhere, right. from the top of the library, from <laughs> the graveyard. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, Speaking of lands, this next suggestion, um, another one that cares about them, Constant Mists, which is oh, yeah. one in a green instant buyback, sacrifice a land. Nice. Uh, you may sacrifice a land in addition to any other cost as you cast the spell if you do put this card into your hand as it resolves. Prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn. Cool. So it's just a fog, right? Yeah. It's a fog that also draws you a card off of Get Wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it has synergies. Yeah. And this is not, and like, if you think about it, Windgrace is a planeswalker, right? So if you maybe mm -hmm. want to avoid combat damage to your to exactly. your to your commander, um, it's not really a combat deck necessarily either. Mm -hmm. Windgrace, so you're you're not really always set up to do combat. So like, right? Yeah, I feel like the only times I've ever competed with your deck is if I was able to focus down Windgrace before right. you had your combo pieces in place. Yeah. So this would be an ideal situation where it's only two two mana. Yeah. To to continue casting, so right. you could easily hold that up every turn if you needed to. Oh yeah. Well, maybe not every turn, but every turn someone is, is going, going to swing at you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if they're going for your commander, that's a great way. And just buy it back, put a land in. You've got Get Rug out. You're drawing a card. Mm, oh, my God. Replaying gosh. it. Wow. <laughs> it's indefinite. <laughs> cool suggestions, man. Those are, those are really I, I good. I hate all of yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> this deck is going to be so I was, powerful. I was secretly hoping you'd be like, oh, yeah, I considered all of these, but they didn't make the cut. <laughs> so I could be like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> There's a chance. <laughs> Oh, that's uh, a good one. Well, last one. Oh, okay. Um, nice. Just because I know you're a filthy combo player, <laughs> it makes sense to have a card called Reign of Filth <laughs> in your deck. Nice. Reign of Filth is a single black for an instant. Until end of turn, lands you control gain sacrifice this land, add black. Man. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. And what I love about this, and you probably already picked up on it, it doesn't say tap. It just says sacrifice. Right. You tap out. And then you cast this, and then you sacrifice all your, all lands. your lands. And then you can still play like three or four from your yeah. graveyard because you've already got that combo yeah. on board. Yeah, I, I foresee this being some kind of stylistic finisher. Nice. <laughs> yeah, or like the most flex scoop I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make a million mana, and, and then, then I'm going to die. die. Yeah, <laughs> and then I'll just, yeah. And then and the the let it drain. <laughs> mana drain, mana burn. <laughs> Bring it back. Oh my god, this card existed when mana burn was a thing. Oh yeah. That's interesting to yeah, think about. That could, that could be problematic. You've got to be real careful when you're like yeah. tapping. Just because it says sacrifice this land, add black, doesn't mean you have to. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but I think, cool. I mean, whatever you're spending That's all your mana on when you do the Urborg Cabal Coffers combo, this yeah. kind of the same thing. I mean, this deck had no problems finding uses for that mana. Oh, for so, sure. Um, especially with all the access to card draw and digging yeah. that it had. So I'm sure you would find something to do with it. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. I, that, I like that filthy uh, recommendation you <laughs> okay, made there. thank you. Well, That's awesome. Well, please clean my hands of this section <laughs> and let's move on to something less dirty. <laughs> All right. I've got some suggestions for you. I don't know how dirty they are. Okay. They, they care about combat and being human, I think. Okay, gotcha. So we might be onto something here. Nice. All right. Yeah. Casual uh, human things. <laughs> <laughs> Just human things. Yeah. Um, what would we know about that? Nope. <laughs> No, I. It's all right. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, first one, brand new, off the streets of New Capenna. Nice professional face breaker. 
Two and a red for a creature human warrior with menace. Whenever one or more of your creature creatures you control deals combat damage to a pl- uh, player, create a treasure token, and then sacrifice a treasure, exile the top card of your library, you may play that card this turn. It's a 2-3. I think Professional Facebreaker is a huge value engine. It's not the only way you're making treasures, probably, most not, of the time. Yeah. It gives you that card advantage, but also you are doing a lot of attacks and a lot of combat damage with this deck. I appreciate that recommendation because this deck was made before Streets of yeah, the right. was out, so that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've never wanted to break face more. <laughs> In the most positive way. 2024. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a slogan you Thank got you. there. That campaign. How's it going? Uh, Will you vote for me? <laughs> yeah, I'll vote for you. Yeah, yeah. You're it's looking, going great. You're looking at it. Oh. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Speaking of Strixhaven, oh, Blade Historian. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna say, Lorehold Hybrid, Lorehold Hybrid, Lorehold Hybrid, Lorehold Hybrid. For a creature human cleric, attacking creatures you control have double strike. It's a two three. That's so good. And that's a human. Yeah, it's a human cleric on top of it. I always thought he was a spirit for some reason. Oh Incredible. yeah. Incredible. There were a lot of Lorehold spirits, so yeah. yeah, I could see that. This is a Winota All-Star. <laughs> okay. Famously banned in everything. mostly everything <laughs> except for Commander. Yeah, um, yeah but just, just having double strike. It's really powerful when you've got those three ones, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'll block a three one, but will you block a three one that's hitting you twice, twice six for yeah. six damage, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it makes a huge difference having double strike, I think. Yeah, I think something that... Uh, I appreciate especially about double strike isn't necessarily just like the damage multiplier. Mm-hmm. I, I just appreciate the fact that it gives everything pseudo first strike yep. in that like if I have anything with death touch that I don't right. want to have an unfavorable trade, I can just like yeah whatever it's blocking it is dead. Yeah, um, so it's, true. It's so cool to be able to get in, especially your anthem buffed tokens. <laughs> yeah, like five power before they even have a chance to be hit yeah yeah so i'm, I'm not usually disappointed if it doesn't translate to huge damage if right it means that like no one's gonna mess with me yeah even if the yeah. second strike doesn't do anything that exactly. first strike did, did, oh, did yeah. what you wanted it to that's so true yeah it's like first strike but twice <laughs> <laughs> That's a t-shirt. <laughs> Check out our merch store. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, we heard you like the combat step, so we brought in Frontier Warmonger. Nice. For three and a red. This is one of my favorite cards. Yep. Like, It's just great. Um, sorry. Frontier Warmonger, three and a red. Creature Human Warrior. Whenever <laughs> one or more creatures attack one or more of your opponents or a Planeswalker, they control those creatures. Gain Menace until end of turn. It's a 4-4. Four, four. It's another one of these that says whenever one or more creatures attacks one of your opponents. Right. Oh, wow. Okay. So it gives all of your opponents creatures menace against each other That's as well. That's so good. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think I'm glad you suggested this because that, I'm pretty sure, was in the pre-con. Oh, I think and it was. And if you're suggesting it, that means it's probably one of the things that got cut from my yeah. upgrade list. I didn't see it on the list. It's, hmm. It is sneaky good. Yeah, especially really, really good. Especially when you think about it in like the back half of that menace for other yeah. opponents attacking, not you. Yeah, like that's a very powerful political tool. Yeah, that's my favorite use for it. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, <laughs> if you've got the monarch or something, you know, this just makes it easier to get the monarch. Back. I was just gonna say, this sounds like a card you started really enjoying in Marchessa. That's exactly where oh, okay. it started. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming together now. <laughs> Tax matter, baby. Marchessa episode win. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it, stat. Ah. Uh. Uh, not next, though. I already picked another commander. Did you say stacks? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Okay. Um. <laughs> oh, no, I did. I did say stacks. Here's a stacks card for you. Thalia, Heretic Cathar. She's a human, baby. She's a human. Two and a white for a legendary creature, human soldier <clears throat> with first strike. Creatures and non-basic lands your opponents control enter the battlefield tapped. It's a 3-2. Yep. So I wanted to add a stacks piece because I know you love it. And I wanted to add this Thalia because it makes the creatures come in tapped, which is really good at advantaging your own combat step. Yeah, creatures and... Non-basic, non-basic lands, lands as well, which is yeah. like most lands. Most like, of your lands. <laughs> yeah, like almost every one of my yeah, lands. I should have had that. In yeah. <laughs> that's really good. I, that's my favorite Thalia. Actually. Really? Yeah. Nice. I mean, <clears throat> as exciting as it is to tax non-creature spells... Yeah. Uh, I like it when things come in tapped. Yes, for sure. And this one's asymmetrical too, right? Even like, better. Yeah. The the other one, it, may, it taxes your own non-creature spells, which, yeah. you know, you're probably planning for that, but this one's just, yeah. you know, 
asymmetrical. So if, if I don't need to run an amulet of vigor to justify running this card, then that's already a win. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, and who doesn't love Thalia? Great character. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I know how much you like board wipes. And I know how much you like... Um, help me out here. What's the um, the five mana one that is escaping me for some uh, reason? Tragic Arrogance. <laughs> tragic Arrogance. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to suggest Tragic Arrogance. I'm going to suggest Mardu Tragic Arrogance. I know where this is going. <laughs> Mythos of Snap Decks. Two, a white and a white for a sorcery. Uh, each player chooses an artifact, a creature, an enchantment, and a planeswalker from among non-land permanents they control, then sacrifices the rest. That's not good. Oh, <laughs> but if you pay black and a red when you're casting the spell, you choose the permanents each yeah. player um, uh, sacrifices instead. Um, so it's a four mana tragic arrogance in instead Mardu. of a three or yeah. instead of a five. five yeah. yeah, so a little bit cheaper. I think it's cool. The Mythos cards are cool. Mm -hmm. This one, I think, is really, really good. It's just color intensive. Not everybody plays Mardu, but I think when you're playing Mardu, this is, like, one of the ones. Yeah. Maybe more of a topic for the gameplay conversation, but it, or maybe just a testament to the way that you build, you know, decks. But I've never found difficulty with color fixing as far as, mm. like, two, three, mm. you know, I don't know that we've done a four-color deck, but yeah, um, I've never had an issue with meeting, like, those mana requirements so to me that just sounds like a slam dunk nice yeah yeah um granted i've drawn every single ramp piece you've had in multiple <laughs> games i know that's, <laughs> that's been, really weird yeah yeah, yeah. I, and i think i only put like the normal amount of ramp yeah you do uh, like it's nothing that i would raise an eyebrow out looking right. at it at moxfield right. <laughs> but, <laughs> not uh, sponsored not sponsored <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> please um yeah those are my suggestions so i think Oh, speaking of play experience. All right, Taylor, I've just I've got to ask this question. Okay. How bad could it be to leave the Windgrace player at only one life? Some questions <laughs> should never be asked <laughs> because some circumstances should never exist. <laughs> I shouldn't have been left alive at no. one life as the Lord Windgrace player. It was like a mercy yeah. one life. <laughs> it was. Thanks, Jay Clay. Um, you know, I would be lying. If I said that I knew that I would go on to win the game from one life. Didn't seem possible. That turn? No, no, I mean, which is fair. Right. I don't think anybody thought right. it was possible. Yeah, just give him one more turn. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one turn is when I ended up doing a, a combination of all the cards that I mentioned in the Synergy piece. So yeah, tapping right. Thespian Stage to copy Cabal co Coffers the previous turn. Yep. Suffice to say, I tapped for like 30 black mana. Yep was able to then do the Agadim's Awakening, bringing everything back, and then played a culling ritual. Yep. <laughs> After, you know, getting all the jelly beans created from playing my three to four lands for a turn, <laughs> generating even more mana. Yeah. Uh, you had um, Aetherflux Reservoir, too. That's an important part of this right. whole equation. Starting at one life is not very good. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. So this whole time, I, was, I had like 40 mana to gain enough life. Yeah. Like more than a hundred life because yeah. you you nuked you nuked two players. Two players. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I you know it's a blur. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. It was amazing. No, yeah. I, that was like uh, never saw that coming. You know, once you like Agadim's Awak Awakening brought back exactly the creatures that you needed to play to get like to get the card draw that you needed to like keep the train going yeah. right. Um, Honestly, that sequence in that turn was the whole reason that i wanted to like do this podcast with you like yeah. having the opportunity to use someone else's deck to pop off in a way like that i've never that, seen that before yeah like you, you've gone on to say <laughs> that you didn't think it was possible to do something like that <laughs> yeah. with that deck yeah so being able to just like do things like that with things that other people have created as, as expressions of themselves not to get too personal about it like that seemed that was really satisfying to me that's cool. not just because i won with an aether flux yeah. from one life that was you know 
whatever. <laughs> it's about the friends you make along the way. <laughs> it is. And it was one of those games where it's like, okay, it's a long turn, but everybody's just fully invested. It's like, <laughs> how, like are you make? is this the comeback of the century? <laughs> <laughs> it turns out, yes. It was. Uh, I peaked as a magic player. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we've played a game since then. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't. Actually, I've been afraid to. <laughs> <laughs> what would happen after that? Yeah, oh, my gosh. Such forbidden power. <laughs> no, it was really... Yeah. It was really satisfying, and I'm glad that uh, you know people were there to see it happen because I yeah. they, I wouldn't have believed it. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool, really powerful. And I will say though that Jarena definitely held her own at the table, even mm-hmm. just as an upgraded precon. Like, there's enough synergy. I think the human tribal synergy, the cards that you added to the deck, just gave it that extra buff of power over Thank the top. You. Yeah. Um, and you know, like combat may or may not be like the best win condition, but I think that. It's it's interesting though, like when you have a bunch of like combo decks or decks that aren't really like putting up uh, big threats, mm-hmm. you know, at the table, like uh, creature threats at the table, you're almost kind of at an advantage as as, as a combo uh, as a yeah. combat deck. Like, granted, your opponents, oh, they could win out of anywhere, like they're a combo sure. deck, but still, like it gives you this advantage to like get in and get your attacks while the getting is good. That's why I've been so excited to play more combat focused decks just in our personal play groups yeah. recently, and it's because it kind of serves as a level set or a soft reset rather mm. for your pod. Hmm. If you've gotten to the point where everybody's comboing off, doing like these really I don't want to say solitaire type things, but you're, you, you know, you're not building your board state in preparation for like a battle cruiser style game. That's right. right? So like yeah. it kind of forces people to have to keep that into consideration. If you're bringing those types of decks into those pods, you know, there will be those times where they blow out. You win, you know, they win on like sure. turn four or whatever, yeah. but like they were going to win anyway. It doesn't matter what other deck you're playing. Yeah. Especially in like a, a wind gray situation where it's a planeswalker, right? right? Like, Oh yeah. All I need are, you know, two or three bodies consistently, which is very easy to do in a human deck. Also right. a go wide deck sure. uh, with tokens. So, yeah. Um, and then that's like not, you're not going to be able to rely on your commander for your strategy, which you've built the deck in a way where it doesn't need the commander. That's to, true. Yeah. But you know, I, I think I'm just agreeing with you at this point. Yeah, no, no, no. I like, you know, you definitely elaborated on it. And I think that, um, you know, one thing that can be challenging about combat decks is evasion, yeah. right? So I think evasion is really important in the decks and there are ways to like in Mardu in in like really any colors to give your creatures some type of evasion, whether it's mm-hmm. trample, menace, you know, whatever the case may be. But I think that go wide is also kind of yeah. a form of evasion, isn't it? Like if you want your, some of your creatures dead and you want to be able to do combat damage, like go wide is is the is, perfect place to settle on that. I think. And she's deceptively easy uh, to go wide with. Uh, you know, I think when I first saw her, like looking at the precon face, I was a little like unsure because four mana, like. You know, it's still on the lower end, yeah. but like for something that has a benefit that very transparently scales with the number of times that you're casting hmm. it, I was kind of taken aback because it's like, oh yeah, like four, six, eight, like how many times do you need to cast it for one, the token benefit yeah. to be worth it, uh, worth the mana investment. Yeah. And then two at that point. Is that actually a trap? Like, what is the better way hmm. to build it? Do you build her with the commander just as like a really solid anthem effect? Or do you try and do the situation where you're trying to get as many tokens off of her yeah. as possible? Right. I do have one more thing to ask yeah. you about. Um, Sweet. Actually, it, was, it looks like it was less of a question and more of me just calling you a coward. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but only because why aren't you running Luxier Giada's Gift? <laughs> uh, oh, nice. That's awesome. You know, it doesn't make sense. Like, but yeah, stylistic finisher. Like, oh, let's sure. just give Wind Grace a sword and have I, him go to town. <laughs> I think by the time you like you cast Wind Grace, you get the sword, and then you plus, and then you plus. It's a nine nine. Yeah, <laughs> like that's you win with Voltron. You can act. That's like a Voltron <laughs> deck. Yeah, that's great. I know you're running Urza Saga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that's tutorable. true. It is in that. That particular deck, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Luxior is like, it's that, what a weird card. It is. It's just you're not uh, actually a coward. No, 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 okay, no, okay, no. Okay. I, 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 I just like timid. 
<laughs> Grab your sword, you coward. <laughs> yeah, <friend. laughs> Go to combat with your planeswalker. Yeah. That's cool. Come at me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> JK, I'll calling ritual and blow it up. <laughs> That's why you didn't include oh, it. See, yeah, anti-synergy. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yeah, I don't want to blow up my own Luxior. That would be real bad. We figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually fixing, isn't it? You pay. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Do you want it to be black or green? Right. <laughs> okay. It's your choice. No. Nice. Yeah. Uh, a lot of fun. Great decks, man. Yeah. Good times, man. Yeah. Should we talk about, I think, do we have an episode next week, too? We do have an episode oh next gosh, week. It just oh keeps God. coming back. What this is, is that? Like... 17 weeks in a row. Wow. That actually, like, I've been saying that since the beginning, like, yeah. in a pseudo impress. Like, 17? And I, yeah. You know, if you told me in February, that would be 17 episodes in in right. July. Right. It seems like a huge undertaking. So any of anybody who's out there considering making content, honestly, just do it. It's just fun. sit down, make the first one. It is wicked fun. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of a lear- lot of things to do, and we're we're not at any level to like give any specific tips. Yeah. I don't think, but I think just just give it a try. Yeah. And if you grow to resent each other, you know, hey, <laughs> at least you got it on video <laughs> <laughs> for the whole world yeah. to see. <laughs> Thanks, internet. Yeah. Um, I think I'm really excited for next week's episode, though, because it's a new spoiler yeah. season. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> already finished. <laughs> Surprise. Did you blink? No. You missed it. <laughs> yeah. I missed it. Um, yeah. And these are brand new commanders, right? They're yeah. just only printed in... Speaking of game night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Cool. We don't plan this. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And, so there's a new game night set coming out. Yeah. Game nights are the, those sets are really cool. They've got some unique cards in them. Uh, you can see one actually. That's the 2019 uh, version, but we're at the 2022 version, and they're essentially these products. Uh, not just to describe what it is, it's five monocolor decks that you can you can sit down. It's got like mm-hmm. life total counters. It's got like everything you need to sit down with a group of five people, and you can play multiplayer with them too. Yeah. I mean, that's like the way it's designed, but it's kind of like beginner friendly. It is, yeah. Not commander decks. Nope. It's not uh, commander game night, Mm-mm. but um, it. Yeah, it's meant to be kind of like an introduction to the game for people. I kind of think of it as like the board game version almost. That's so true. Right. It just, it's self contained. You pull it up, you know, you. Comes with all the tokens. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. They're all double sided. Yeah. Yeah. What was really cool about this new one that's coming out for the five unique cards that they printed into the deck, they made it so that each of them was a new mono colored commander exclusive to Game Nights. So. I think what we're trying to say is we're we're building those decks, yeah. or at least two of them. Yeah, cool. let's do it. Taylor, you want to uh, go first? I would love to. All right, what you got? <laughs> Thanks, what do you got buddy. for me? Um, maybe I'm still on that power trip from piloting Wind Grace, but I'd like to go mono black nice. for <laughs> next week's episode. You know, I love to hear it. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> I know you love to play it. <laughs> uh, Vogar, Necropolis Tyrant, which is three black black for a legendary creature, zombie giant. Menace or Menace. Whenever another creature dies during your turn, put a plus one plus one counter on Vogar Necropolis Tyrant. When Vogar dies, draw a card for each plus one plus one counter on it. Uh, Vogar is a four four. Ooh, okay, that seems powerful. Yeah, it's a a, a zombie giant, so you know it's got plenty of giant synergies. <laughs> I got uh, giant yeah. trouble. Uh, plus one plus one <laughs> counters, which I've never built anything with that. Nope. No, <laughs> where to even start? Uh, and you get to draw cards when you die. Ooh. This this actually I, if I didn't know that this came from a spoiler for a game night set I would be surprised if you told me that it was made for this yeah right that's like a pretty pretty spicy card for like a beginner set but pretty powerful pretty yeah. powerful yeah I think that's what they want though they want some cards in there that are like over mm-hmm. the top powerful to like make it fun because like that it is so fun to like slam these cards you know <laughs> yeah somebody's got like a two two barrier like yeah. look at this guy <laughs> yeah um. Especially, yeah, because it's better than what's uh, Grave Giant? <laughs> oh, yeah, Grave yeah. Titan. Grave Titan, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. Yep. It's, <laughs> it's even one mana cheaper. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and a zombie type. We did it. Oh, we wow. fixed it. Yep. Unbelievable. <laughs> Thanks, Wizards. Um, and then for the showcase card, because mm-hmm. we do those too, yeah, we do. Um, I figured a fun one to pair with this is also a recently released card, Haunted One, which is two and a black, a legendary enchantment background. Oh, nice. From Baldur's Gate. You may be familiar. Commander creatures you own have, whenever this creature becomes tapped, it and other creatures you control that share a creature type with it each get plus two, plus O, and gain undying until end of turn. 
Nice. When a creature with undying dies, if it had no plus one plus one counters on it, return to the battlefield under its owner's control with a plus one plus one counter on it. Wait a minute. Cares about plus one plus one counters and dying? Oh, sign me up. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah. It should now, be fun. Now, it can't be the background, right? Because it doesn't have a partner situation, but in the 99, yeah. like that's such a synergy piece. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, anything that gives you more life out of the creatures that died to get the plus one, plus one counters yes. onto Vogar, let's get them back. And then kill them again. Kill them again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seems so violent. Cathartic. <laughs> violent, cathartic, tomato, yeah. tomato. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> anyway, you were talking about your non-violent death yeah no oh man this one is gonna be so good you know how much i like elves i decided to go mono green (laughs) for this one so this one is imaril um elfame elite two a green and a green for a legendary creature elf warrior when this creature attacks it gets plus x plus x until the end of turn where x is the number of elves other elves you control and you may have this uh creature immoreal assign its combat damage as though it weren't blocked it's a three three it's a lot of text for trample yeah yeah it's like it's like trample, trample plus right yeah, yeah. yeah. I, i've seen that text on cards that are like creatures you control that have trample can assign their combat damage as if they weren't blocked yeah but this is like just mm-hmm. right on the commander like you could do talk about you could do tricky stuff like that with banding too like oh, back neat. in the day like if you had a band you get to determine like, right you know if the, you the, have a trample how the blocks creature, are yeah, yeah that's true yeah. yeah put them all on this other one that you don't care about and get your big guys through yeah 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 i wonder if there'll be any mono green banding cards in here in an introductory game <laughs> oh my gosh they should not <laughs> so confusing what was that on the morrow scale for uh like oh, the mechanics storm. that the, yeah the storm, the storm scale ca- yeah it must be an 11 i don't know easily yeah, yeah look it up <laughs> i'll look it up afterwards yeah um so Imaril essentially has unblockable kind of mm-hmm. um and so i figure like it's going to be elves it's going to be you know elf ball but also voltron but also just getting all of your damage through so why not just um make it infect triumph of the hordes oh, baby on. two a green and a green for a sorcery until the end of turn creatures you control get plus one plus one gain trample don't care and infect Creatures you control with infect, uh, creatures with infect deal damage to creatures in the form of negative one negative counters and to players in the form of poison counters. And per the rules of Magic the Gathering, if you have 10 or more um, poison counters, you lose the game. Wow. Is this because I put infect in Missouri? <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,